Hello. So today we're heading over to Dubai to hear from British sprinter James Ellington. Thanks a lot for listening in. I'm Mark Shardlow and thank you too for the donations. I'm making these podcasts to tell the stories of Olympians and Paralympians, but I'm also hoping to persuade you to make a small donation to a charity, Maggie's Cancer Centres, if you enjoyed listening. And if you do, I'd really appreciate it if you checked the show notes or went to justgiving.com and searched Destination Tokyo and made a small donation. I'm not getting paid or taking any income, so anything you're giving will help Maggie's, which offers emotional and practical support to those on the cancer journey, something we faced as a family here for the last 12 months since my wife's bowel cancer diagnosis a year ago this month. And thank you to Sally, Hannah and Sharon for the recent donations. Seriously, every couple of pounds will help. So thank you very much. Just giving dot com destination tokyo or check the show notes so today i wanted to bring you this after sitting in and producing another podcast james ellington has competed at two olympic games but the sprint is going for a remarkable third it'll be remarkable because four years ago he was injured in a motorbike accident whilst warm weather training in tenerife for a time there were concerns about his ability to compete again he faced losing a limb and had some very dark days he spoke with track and ball podcast and you can download a full hour with him by searching them out. Track and Ball is presented by England footballer Ellen White and double Paralympic gold medal winner Richard Whitehead. Anyway, here's James Ellington talking about life after that crash in 2017. So, yeah, obviously I had my crash in 2017 during the training camp. Um, and, yeah, it was kind of it was tough because I came off the back of the best year I'd ever had. And suddenly I'd had, I changed events. 2016, I changed from the 200 to the 100. And I'd done, I'd done pretty good in 2016, being, being the first year that I'd actually focused on 100. I was like, all right, this is it now. All I need is another two, three years and I'm going to take over and become the new 100-minute star in the UK. That's how my mindset was. Yeah. Um, and then when I at Tenerife, I was training amazingly well as well, considering January, normally I'm kind of, I'm like a slow burner. Like I take a while to get going, but I was already like, I was moving and I was thinking, oh my God, this year's going to be crazy. Home home World Championships. I was aware that I could run sub 10, sub 10 seconds now. I knew Bolt was on his last kind of, last legs and and the kind of, the, the, the climate in the, the 100 metres was, it was around 996, 995 mark. So I was definitely eyeing up for like, to go go for a medal in home crowd. And then, yeah, we had the crash. We had, we had the crash. So it was kind of like, I went from it potentially having everything to suddenly... Hero bam, to zero, kind of, right? Kind of, yeah, yeah, that's how I felt, yeah. What was, like, your, your mindset? Like, have you always had that mindset to almost, like, you defied the odds, ultimately? Um, have you always had yeah. that mindset, or has that developed as your career's gone on, or was it because of no, the action no, no. you had? It's, it's kind of... It's, that's how my life's gone. I mean, it's... You know what it is that like, I've always kind of I always used to sit back and go, oh, why me all the time? Like, why is it I've always got like I've always got a hurdle? Like, I can I can run nine ninety six, and no one talks about it. Someone else runs nine ninety six, they get hundred yeah. grand contract. It's like, I'm like why, what's going on? But that's been my life. Money's not no, 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 exactly. Like... Yeah, no, no, no. But I'm just giving an example. So yeah. Yeah. it's like going through my life. I was always like, right, I've never had it easy. Right. So I've always been used to struggle, whether it's mm. whatever the case may be. So even in my earlier, before the accident, I've never had a smooth career. It's always been resistance or people trying to stop me for some reason or whatever the case may be. So I think all these things through my life just prepared me for the for the for the accident. So when it came, I, I mean, it was a big mm. it was a big shock, and everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I would I would have been thinking if, if I saw that happen to another athlete, I'd have been thinking, "Oh my god!" 
how can mm. you deal with that? But actually, this is like a truth. You can ask, I think so many athletes were there, they were there. And I was laying in the bed and I was like, well, because they said I might lose my leg, innit? I was like, well, it's not a problem. If I lose my leg, then I'll be the far, I'll be the new Johnny Peacock. I'll wing him out. That's how, that's how I was thinking. Right? <laughs> if I do lose my leg, I lose my leg. Mate, it'd be badass. Place. It'd be badass in the yeah. Paralympics. That's it. It'd shake it up. Yeah. I remember you telling yeah, me so, that as well. I remember you telling me yeah. that. Yeah, so that's kind of the way I just, I looked at everything and I thought, right, if I don't lose my leg, right, and my leg heals, whatever, then I will I will jog, I will walk again. They didn't think I was going to walk properly. I was like, well, if I walk, then I'm definitely going to jog. And if I definitely can jog, I'm going to run. And it mm-hmm. might sound it might sound deluded, and it sounded deluded at the time because everyone's going, mm, they give you that look of, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to do it. But they didn't believe me. I'm running, I'm running now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, 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 man. If worse came to the worst, I still reckon I'd mm. bust your ass on the track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so, 2000, so 2009, you got back on the track after going through all that. So you were anniversary games, yeah. 2019, sorry, yeah, 2019, yeah. back racing. That must have been like, again, you were back, to, going back to that moment when you first heard your name in 2012, James Ellington. Yeah. That must have gone. Yeah. Like I've I've raced there obviously quite a lot in, in the yeah, yeah, yeah. and every time they announce my name, it takes me back to twenty twelve. And mm. you I, your your family must have been looking at that point going, Man, James is like there's there's something special with James because he's come back, he's he's never had yeah. like a silver spoon in his mouth and he's yeah. he's he's had to work for everything he's got. From not walking, he's now in a race with the best athletes in the world in front mm. of a, a full crowd again. How did that feel? Mm. And you must have been like yeah, it emotional. Was, it was, you must have been. Yeah. You know what's crazy? Yeah. I was like, right. I was, I was kind of picturing it before it happened, leading up to it. And I was thinking, ah, oh, when they say my name, maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm finally going to get emotional and let some tears go because I'm not really an emotional person, right? But then obviously when it happened, then I was like, right, it felt amazing. But I was like, where's the tears? I was thinking, where's the tears? There's no tears. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> But in my head, I was like, all right, cool, that's because the journey's not done yet. When I when I got to that line on that day, it was obviously it was super special and it was great to be there. But I was I was pain wise, I was in bits. Like I could barely it's crazy. Lead lead that, that week leading up to it as well. Again, typical James life. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. Five days before I got stung stung by a bee in my finger, yeah. And I had a mad allergic reaction. So my, I flared wow. up and then my pelvis that I was getting mad pain through. <laughs> Suddenly you become hypersensitive. So you know, you know that feeling when you're like your central nervous system just finished, and you just, you just, you, you feel like you got the flu. So mm-hmm. that happens. So then I can feel my pelvis more. And in the morning of the race, I got out of the shower and slipped and pulled my adductor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, so in my in my head in my head going into the race, I was like, right, I, I, I reckon I can run ten four ten five today because I've I've seen mm-hmm. glimpses of it in training, but I don't, but. Two hours before the race, I was thinking, right, I just need to be able to make the start line and finish the race because I am in pain. I barely did, did a warm-up. I was like, all right. So when I got into that line, I was like, right, just got to get to the finish line now. So that was my goal. I was like, all right, just get to the finish line. And I was in pain. I ran 10-9, but I was considering the, the stuff I was feeding, 10-9 was, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah. good, all right, cool. And it was never about the time. I think never about the time. I, um, I saw that race and I was like... Mate, I nearly cried. Serious, I nearly cried because yeah. I knew what obviously you went through. Young people will see what you've done, and this is why you should mentor and support up and coming athletes because there'll be there'll be athletes out there that are watching this and listen to this that be like, yeah, I've gone through struggles like like James, and mm. I've 
I've, I've, I feel that I haven't had the financial support that I've, I've, I've needed or I've not had the, the, the tools I've needed. But they can, they can get a lot from your story. Never give mm. up. And, and your, your determination comes through what you, what you said. And uh, mm. actually, you need to be re- really proud of what you've done it because, yeah. I appreciate it. Fi- fighter, bro, right? Mm, I am. I'm, yeah, I am a fighter. <laughs> uh, you gotta, uh, the way I've always looked at things is movement is life without trying to sound like some corny philosoph- philosopher or anything. But you can never really rest and give up on anything like, because then what's the point of not, not not what's the point of being alive but sh- struggles are part of life and everything that yeah. everything 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 in life is there has to be struggle behind it if it makes yeah. it worthwhile in the end so yeah man there's no there's no no surrender there's no way that I'd ever give up to just because oh, I don't feel like I can do it and that's James Ellington all the way from Dubai and best wishes James in your attempts to make a third successive Olympic Games good luck And you can hear all of that interview, there's an hour of it, on Track and Ball Podcast, which is presented by Ellen White and Richard Whitehead. So search Track and Ball Podcast, and they've got lots and lots of other great interviews there too, if you like a long podcast. This one, of course, is just 10 minutes, and 10 minutes is just about up. Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.